0: Tyler, hello. So, in uh, news that is usually not the case, Netflix is renewing
1: something and not canceling.
2: Yeah, shocker! I'm surprised this one is getting a renewal, but fucking Jupiter's Legacy apparently was hot garbage. Yeah. So,
1: Shadow and Bone is getting picked up for season two.
2: I haven't
1: watched. I've watched a few episodes actually, and I want to watch a little bit more of it before I talk about it, but. It seems all right um but they actually gave some viewership numbers for this which i mean always take netflix viewer numbers with a grain of salt but they say it was watched by more than 55 million people in the first 28 days
0: that's a uh, that's a substantial amount yeah so I mean it's cool that this is getting another
2: season cuz that show seems all right. But Yeah, well, maybe I'll check it out now that I know it's not going to be canceled right off the hop. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think I've watched like 3 episodes of it
2: and it seems not bad. Mhm. So,
1: I'm going to watch more of it at some point. But I'll let me know how
2: uh, how she turns out. Yeah, it seems uh, totally all right so far. And we got Anya Taylor Joy is joining a uh, dark comedy called The Menu from Searchlight Pictures. Yeah. Which, as soon as it was described as a dark comedy slash psychological thriller, I was like, okay, I'm into this. I like her. I like that genre. Yep. Produced by Adam McKay. Yeah. So, directed by Mylod, who's done Game of Thrones in succession. And Ralph Fiennes is starring opposite of her. Yeah. So, this, uh, this could be good. Yeah, this seems like all around like a decent
1: a decent uh, kind of thriller esque thing and I'm glad she's getting like way more projects now because yeah. she's like after watching her in Queen's Gambit, I think everyone realized like hey, you're really good. Yeah, phenomenal. Like that show kind of catapulted her which she was amazing in the show and that
2: show was amazing so well, good for it's, her. It's funny and like I got to wonder if that's sh- like same show like nothing changes but it didn't get the awards recognition that it did would it still be the same story i don't know i'm enough people watched it like i know it was popular but yeah but i mean a lot of people watch a lot of shows that become popular but it's that's the funny thing is like she did phenomenal in it It was a it was a great series and stuff like that but like if it didn't get all this award recognition Would she have been catapulted as quickly as she has
0: been? Probably not. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess award shows still serve a purpose. Kinda,
1: I guess. If you're an actor. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, If you're a viewer like us, you just laugh at them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. This seems all right. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you remember that movie pass
2: app? Yeah, I had the Canadian equivalent for a while, and it's funny. Reading this article, I was like, "Oh, I actually went through a lot of the same shit."
1: Yep. So the Canadian version of that app probably did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it came out in some FTC filings because uh, they're going through some Chapter Eleven stuff and all of that. That yeah, the movie pass company actively fucking stopped people from like using it and purchasing tickets because they were losing so much money yeah which that's a a giant fuck you to everyone that was using that
2: but yeah well i mean for as soon as this thing came out there was a lot of speculations like how in the world can they make a profit or afford to be able to like allow someone to pay 10 or $20 a month and watch as many fucking movies in the theater as they can. Like there's no way they're making money on this. And they kept going, Oh no, no, we got a plan and a model and it's it's fine.
1: (laughs) And it's like, you can't make money like that unless you partner with the theaters and -hmm. they didn't. So, yeah.
2: So, yeah, I mean, it's, I went through a lot of this, like the, they go on to say that, like, you know, they would block users or throw up errors when people tried to watch more than X amount of movies a month and shit. And like that's, I, there was a Canadian equivalent of this movie pass that was called Cinema, where it was the same thing. You pay, I think it was $15 a month and you can watch, as you can watch one free movie in any theater every day of the month. And the first time I used it, it worked flawlessly. I was like, this is sweet. And then the second time it worked and then. Going forward after that, it was like I would go to book a ticket and it would say error and I'd go to book something. It would say, oh, there's no seats available or there's no tickets available, even though there were. But I would go through the process of picking my ticket and it would throw up a location error. And then they started adding these rules where like if you use the app to get a ticket, you had to like geolocate, like use a GPS check in when you got to the theater. And it had to be a certain time before the fucking movie and you had to purchase your tickets and like at first I was able to like buy it in the parking lot or right before I left to go to the theater, get there and it would be fine. Then all of a sudden they wanted me to check in. I had to check in at least 10 minutes before the movie. And then they changed to a new rule where you had to buy your tickets like a day in advance. And they just kept adding these like little fucking hurdles. And then it just didn't work half the time. It's like, I picked my, I'm like, okay, I'm following your rules. It's, I'm doing this three days before and I'm pre booking this ticket and this seat. And they would be like, oh, error, something went wrong. Please try again. I turns tried out- like three or four fucking times and it wouldn't work to the point where I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm just going to buy a ticket through the Cineplex app. And it turns out those errors weren't errors. Yeah. Turns out that all of this is just a fucking scam to prevent people from watching movies so they didn't keep bleeding money. Yeah. Are ready for the icing on the cake too? They also say uh, movie pass
1: operators failed to take responsible steps to secure personal information such as names, addresses, birthdates, and credit card numbers, as these were stored in a plain text file on unsecured
0: servers. Shocker. Yep. So it's like, yeah, yeah. This is a uh, yeah. yeah. RIP if you
1: used that hopefully your data doesn't end up somewhere mm-hmm. It probably will maybe check out that I am Poned site if you had an account with this app <laughs> yeah probably not a bad idea so so yeah this is uh, it's it's just funny that like like you kind of thought that something like this was probably happening with it of like oh because they kept changing it where it's like oh it, a movie every day for 30 days and then it was like okay a one a week or something like that or whatever right mm-hmm. but to actually hear them be like oh yeah we made error messages just so that people can't use it
2: yeah that's <laughs> just fucking scummy
1: yeah like it, that's a different level of scummy versus like changing the terms midway through you're like oh that doesn't feel good and that's pretty shitty but like a fake
0: error message is even more shitty so yeah so yeah <laughs> Well, moving on
2: from that fucking debacle. Yeah. So it looks like Mike Myers' Netflix series, they just added a whole bunch of people to their cast, including Ken Jeong and Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. Which I'm surprised Mike Myers is acting again. So I always thought he kind of stopped for some reason. Well, there was a couple movies over the last few years where he like did like small supporting roles right there was one i can't remember for the life of me what it's called but a buddy told me to watch it it has something to do with like a fucking train station and he was in it as like a supporting role and apparently it was really good but he still does the shrek movies are they still making shrek movies yeah shrek 5 is fucking happening oh really I was always just hoping that he would come back and do, like, a new Austin Powers or a new Wayne's World. I'd be all right with that. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck does an Austin Powers look like in 2020? I, th- I think it would still be good. To just, I don't know if they'll ever do a new one just because Vern Troyer passed, right? <laughs> right. And Mini-Me, Mini-Me was a big part of mm-hmm. the comedy of that series. Yeah, that is true. <laughs>
1: I'm, yeah, I'm curious what this is. I mean, this is a good comedy lineup, so
0: that seems all right. I mm-hmm. We'll just have to wait and see how that one pans out. Trying to see if there's like a kind of synopsis
1: for it. No, in a half-hour series, five men have been working to influence world events for the greater good since the Black
0: Plague in 1347. Hmm. That could be all right. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that lines
2: up with a comedy, but no. But I Myers is funny. Keegan
0: Michael Key's fucking hilarious, and so is Ken Jeong. So I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll Check give it out. a run. And then, so what do we got here? So the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy people are doing another spy thing it's mm-hmm. like which for a series called europa yeah based on spy novels which i like spy miniseries so this could be all right yeah well that
2: the tinker taylor soldier spy was an interesting fucking movie in and of itself so you need to get all those dudes back together and they're going to do a series based on like an actual spy novel series yeah. I, think, I think that has potential to be very intriguing yeah, I'm just trying to see here if it's like, because Tinker Taylor was like old school
1: spies, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to see if like this is going to be old school spies or like kind of
0: newish. I would imagine. But it's not really saying. But, oh, it's, it says set in near future Europe. Mm-hmm. So,
1: okay. Modern day has me more intrigued. Yes, I like the more modern day stuff. Yeah, because if you do like a good modern day kind of spy thing, like I'm trying to think, uh, that one with Loki and Hugh Laurie. I don't remember what it's called, but it was really good. Oh, that hotel one? Yeah, and it was like eight episodes or something like that, and it was really good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard good things. That's good. And So if you do kind of that, then I'm
2: totally down for this. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they say where it's landing? I didn't see anything about where it's going or when it's actually gonna happen.
0: Just that it was going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's been shopped anywhere. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'll check this out. Yeah. And Hacks apparently just got renewed for season two.
2: Yeah haven't watched it yet I've, I've been on the fence i keep looking at the synopsis in the trailer and i'm like i just don't know if that's for me same and then like
1: the other day i was looking i think rotten tomatoes or something it's sitting at like insanely high is it yeah i'm just pulling it up now because like i was like that makes me maybe think i should check
0: it out or is it
2: yeah but i think like the first season of marvelous mrs Maisel was sitting really high and that one didn't really do it for me
0: either yeah, so it's sitting at like eighty-five percent audience and a hundred critic. But so it,
1: bad. But yeah, I looked at the trailers too, and I was like, eh, I don't think that's my wheelhouse. So, but I mean, it's cool that I'm getting another one.
2: Yeah. Well, and maybe one day I'll watch an episode, and maybe it'll be like, oh shit, what am I? I can't believe I've been missing out on this. Yeah, that very well could be it, but it's definitely not on my list right now. No, I've got too much of a back catalog to fill up here.
1: Yeah, but I'm glad like some of those HBO Max shows are actually getting like second seasons and stuff, which mm-hmm. makes me think that they're maybe not going to do what Netflix does and just cancels everything. Yeah. So, like, even with what was that uh the airplane hostess one, the flight, flight. attendant? Yeah. Like even that, like I thought that was a fine mini series, but it did well enough and they're like hey we're gonna do more of this
0: so which makes sense they need content mhm so and then we got more Stephen King which seems like every week we have new stuff for his yeah except this is, is just
2: making bank
1: yeah except this one is a movie yeah they're redoing Christine yes and it's Bloomhouse, which makes me think that's probably a good call,
2: yeah, well, and Bloomhouse has really been stepping it up over the last few years, so I'm actually I'm excited about this, yeah, i it's funny to see
1: how Bloomhouse kind of shaped up, like six years ago it was just like an indie horror thing that no one really paid attention to, and then they kind of just scaled that into like, hey, they just make really good horror movies now, yeah. So. See, I'm I never read this book or anything like that, so I'm curious. Like what is this about? Oh. So a guy buys a fifty-eight Plymouth and apparently it has a mind of its own. Yeah. That's so basically it's killer car. Yeah. Alright, that Sure.
0: Yeah, why not? Why,
2: why not? That seems like it it it's rated right Bloomhouse's wheel. So yeah, I, liked, I can't say I ever read it and I definitely haven't watched the original, but I mean I've heard about it over the years,
0: so yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm.
2: And we got uh more fucking John Wick forecasting. Mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgard. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, i I think he's was like phenomenal in it. Oh yeah. he 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 made that movie yeah for sure so yeah i'm all I'm all right with this do they say no they, they don't know what character he's going to be playing hmm. or even like what side of the team he's going to be on but
0: i was going to be in it so i would think bad guy maybe or maybe he's going to be john wick's son oh shit is that where they're gonna go
2: with this? I have no idea. I'm just throwing random shit out there, but I like him, and I'm like, I'm just super pumped for John Wick Four. So yeah, the more sweet names they add to it, the more excited I get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm all right with this. I'm
1: I'm surprised he's not in more mm-hmm. after it. Is he?
0: Maybe maybe this will be his breakout. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else he's been in recently. It was in something though that I thought. I saw him recently in something that was good. Oh, The Devil All the Time, that Netflix show with uh, Spider-Man dude.
2: I never watched that.
1: I haven't watched it yet either, but I remember seeing a trailer.
0: I was like, I'm kind of curious about that. Hmm. But... Yay for John Wick 4. Oh, yes, yeah. So excited. And then we got a guy from Queen's Gambit in Harry Potter. It's gonna play young Edgar Allan Poe opposite of Christian Bale, which good
2: for him. <laughs> Christian Bale does big things, but I can't say I'm overly like hyped on a fucking Edgar Allan Poe movie.
1: Now this seems like one of those
2: Oscar baity like yeah. period pieces
1: where it's like it's probably very much going to be one of those of like probably not that interesting, really good acting, but. Not an edgier, you know, seat with popcorn movie. Yeah. It's a, we won awards. So.
2: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, good for him, but uh, yeah, not super interested in that, but. I'm more surprised that Christian Bale is doing this. I'm not. He does some fucking weird. He likes to just push boundaries on what he can do. And if there's any sort of like Oscar contention that could happen, he's he's into it, I think. And really fucked up weight transformations.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which uh, that's got to take a fucking toll on that guy's body. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember him talking about that when after he did that Vice movie, he said that he wasn't going to do it himself anymore for like the weight stuff. He was actually going to like consult a dietitian from from now on because it was taking a toll on his body. Because oh, he I mean- said. For vice he like he was like i put on a lot of weight by eating a lot of homemade pie it's like that's not good for you to eat a bunch of that every day no so.
2: i mean even just like that's on like the putting on weight but like when he was in the fucking machinist man it went the opposite way like yeah he was eating something crazy like a bowl of porridge and like an apple a day
1: or something for like months yeah it's like a, yeah
2: not healthy
0: no so, no.
2: but speaking of ex- non-exciting things, flip that to exciting things, we're getting a Kingpin fucking sequel. What the 25 fuck? 25 years later. What the fuck? With the original fucking directors. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I like, don't really know how this is going to look or no anything beyond it, but I was just like, what? Kingpin? Yeah. A fucking yeah. Kingpin sequel? Yeah. I can, are they going to get everyone back? You think? I, like Woody I, Harrelson, I, Randy Quaid, Bill I Murray? Have, I have no idea. There's like no details on it. And it says it's not even clear if the story will bring back any of the original characters. Woody Harrelson seems like a safe bet. Yeah. By passing the torch onto a son or daughter. Bill Murray probably seems like a safe bet to come back. Randy Quaid, they figure probably not. Yeah. And yeah, Bill Murray's... They're actually saying Bill Murray is notoriously picky about his project so they don't even really? think he'll come back. Oh really? So yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's exciting to hear it and if they can get Harrelson and Bill Murray and Quaid back like then that would be that'd be fucking something else. Yeah.
1: Yeah I think instead of fucking remakes Hollywood just needs to go back to some of these fucking old 70s and 80s 90s properties and just start making sequels.
2: Yeah, where's my never-ending story part three?
1: There you go. There you go. Where's my face-off sequel with the same people, just opposite roles?
2: Yeah, I just want a hard
1: reboot with <laughs> fucking Nick Cage and Travolta. Just playing the opposite people and its weird-ass fucking deep fakes.
2: Yeah, it would be amazing.
0: Yeah. Give me that.
1: But yeah, this... I wonder who greenlit this. Because it seems like you would have to make quite the pitch to bring this, I would think.
0: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's cool that they're doing it. And what else do we got here? Um, more casting for that uh, Godfather series. Paramount Plus. Giovanni Rabishi. Colin Hanks. They're all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I got nothing against any of those actors, but it's yeah. just-
2: I just, I'm just, still just waiting to see how this whole making of the Godfather series pans out what it's going to be about because again I just don't hear a lot about the making of the Godfather so like yeah. I'm just getting concerned that this isn't something that's being done because it's interesting that they're just like fuck it the Godfather you know it's a classic movie everyone knows the Godfather so, so let's, let's make a story about making it yeah and then of course if it's not that interesting of a story like if the filming and the production and everything that went into making the godfather was actually pretty straightforward then of course they got to spruce it up with fucking bullshit so you're getting a oh this is how the godfather got made except only like one quarter of it is actually true and the rest is punched up bullshit for television for entertainment value yeah which kind of takes away the whole point of a making of fucking thing right yeah exactly so yeah i'm i think that's right now with this project too it's like
1: Mm-hmm. is there some nightmarish thing behind the scenes maybe like but I've never heard of it right like it's you hear of things like we mentioned before like apocalypse now like that's famously terrible um, yeah
0: but, but yeah I guess we'll see hmm speaking
2: of other stuff that I don't know how I fucking feel about yeah a TED prequel series going to Peacock yeah which I I'm okay with it in a sense because like they were kind of funny in their own right, but there's no fucking way you get Mark Wahlberg to sign on to a Peacock TV series. I think or Amanda Fucking Seafried for that matter. I think that's why it's a prequel. <laughs> it's yeah, but they're... I I guess like so maybe they're just gonna do the kid part, like when growing up with Ted, as opposed to like Ted as an adult with Mark Wahlberg. Like that's really the only way I can see this fucking happening. Uh, I think that's. That's going to go, which if that's the case, like I think the
1: charm of those movies was like Mark Wahlberg and Seth McFarland's like chemistry, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like that comedic factor is kind of what made those movies, you know, Seth McFarland on his own in a prequel. Eh.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, once again, I'm going to reserve judgment till I see it. But I mean, the only way that you make that work without the, like, cause it's a prequel. Right. So obviously it's going to be, johnny or whatever the character's name was as he's growing up so like are they going to do him as a kid are they going to do him as a teen
0: Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to see here if they say anything no they don't really give anything more other than like
1: hey it's a prequel Mm -hmm. it seems like he's got like an overall deal with them yeah so Maybe this is just him like, okay, I got stuff that I need to fill this deal out with. Let's bring that property back.
0: Maybe. So. Yeah. Weird. Very. And then we got Kevin Bacon. He's, uh going to be doing a villain role in Legendary's Toxic Avenger with Peter Dinklage and Jacob Tremblay. I don't know what this movie is.
2: Yeah, I I honestly don't know either. I remember hearing about Toxic Avenger. I think that's kind of like, I don't know, don't fucking quote me on this, but I think that's kind of like DC's
0: version of like Deadpool. Oh, is it? I'm just reading here. Okay, so it's, I think so. which okay i don't know like this apparently this has been reboot. it's a reboot too so what does imdb say i don't know i could be totally wrong on this like i've heard the name toxic avenger before but i honestly don't know a whole lot about it i found the original
1: on imdb it says Traumaville has a monstrous new hero. The Toxic Avenger is born when meek mob boy Melvin falls into a vat of toxic waste. So, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, this seems like a just a superhero movie that's not DC or Marvel. Mm. So, I mean, they've got an uphill battle there if you're putting out anything superhero in the age of Marvel you've kind of got to step up your game, right? Yeah. Or at least make it fucking hilarious or some sort of unique, right? Like the boys is unique because they're all assholes and there's a bunch of gore. Right.
0: So the original movie expanded across three sequel films. Hmm. Yeah. As well as a musical production, a children's cartoon
2: series, and even a Marvel comic. Huh? So Dinklage is playing the superhero and Bacon is playing the fucking villain of the movie. Okay. And that's really all it fucking says. I don't know how I feel about this.
1: Mm -mm. (laughs) Like I I, I look at like the edges of this and go like there's a case where that could be cool. But seems like likely it's probably not going to be good.
2: Again, I'm gonna reserve judge. I like Peter Jinklage and I love Kevin Kevin Bacon. So I'm I'm holding judgment
0: until uh, until we see something from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like uh,
2: Resident Evil, the live action series, has a uh, cast. Yeah, and some
1: pretty decent people in the cast too. Mm-hmm. Mainly Lance Reddick
0: which he's awesome. He's playing Albert Wesker. So the bad guy, which it seems all right. Yeah. Not a whole lot of, not a whole lot to this one, right? (laughs) Just
2: that he's going to play him. And then we, we got Ella Belinsky, Tamara Smart, Sienna Agudong, Adeline Rudolph and Poala Nunez are also being in there, but we don't really know who they're playing yet. Yeah. I'm mostly curious what this show is going to look like, especially
1: after like the movies and stuff. And like, I've been playing some of the newer games recently and I don't know what I want out of a resident evil TV series because the games are weird. They're like one fourth, fucking anime bullshit, one part horror. It's like, I don't,
0: I don't know what I want out of a live action show. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want it to be super serious or
1: also have some of that bullshit. I don't know. I'm curious what they do with this. Yeah, me too. Because it's, it's a weird property to to kind of adapt because of how fucking stupid it gets sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah, but as long as the like the first couple of original movies with Milyovic I thought were really good. And then it just went off the deep end with like over-the-top, nonsensical fucking ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that's not the route they take.
1: (sighs) Yeah, which is like weird because like there's always some of that stupid ridiculousness in the games. So like, do you just strip that out of it?
2: Well, I'm okay with some ridiculousness. I just don't want like the over the top. Like like the first couple of Resident Evils were good. They were story driven. They had, you know, character development. But then you look at like the last two or three Resident Evil movies... It was just zombie shooting. It was just, mm-hmm. just. that's all it was. There was no real plot or story to it or anything like that. It's the no. same thing that they did with the Fast and the Furious franchise, right? Like, it started off like, this is what it's about. And there was characters, and there was a plot, and there was story, and you got to see the characters evolve over time. And now it's just bullshit. Yep. It's just fucking hot bullshit, stupid action bullshit. Yep. Which I love, but yeah. No, I don't want that in a resident. I want it to be better than that. And I'm <laughs> hoping that they do it better than that. Yeah, yeah me too. And then- Because there is a direct correlation between Resident Evil and Silent Hill. And I want a good Silent Hill like reboot. Preferably in the form of like a mini series or even a TV series where like each series covers a game. But I want it done right. I don't want nonsensical fucking mindless action bullshit. I want it to actually go along with the Silent Hill story. And ain't nobody going to touch that property unless they know that they can do it right. And there's money to be involved. And that's I'm hoping that
0: they don't fuck this Resident Evil up. Yeah. Yeah, like when I think of, you know, uh, like tone wise, what I would want would be like kind of like that first season of True Detective. Almost, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious what this looks like. I, don't, I think it's for somewhat soon. Or no, the animated one is soon. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the animated one at all, personally. But Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Wait and see, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the news we have.
1: That is all the news we have. Speaking of those Fast and the Furious movies oh yeah do tell you watch the new one no no so in preparation for the new one i watched all of the old ones in order oh jesus yeah um and it is kind of crazy like you talking like how they started versus how they end mm-hmm. especially like i watched them all in the span of like a week like it is kind of fascinating to see the evolution of that fucking franchise
2: yeah or started it's... off solid when went. My... Mm.
1: Like, ultimately, I like where they went with it, because I like that dumbass shit, but, like, to see, like, one being this, like, it's basically Point Break with cars, and then two is, like, this really bad movie in Miami, and then three is just Tokyo, which I actually really like that Tokyo one, and then four, they start to, like, bring all of that together and make story stuff, and it's, like, okay... And then they just keep ramping up the bullshit, which I
2: like, but I totally get why people don't. So it's just a disappointment. As someone who followed that franchise, like I never, like there's lots of people who like go back and like, oh, I've never seen Fast and Furious. I'll watch it because there's like five out. But like, I remember going to the theater when the very first Fast and Furious came out. And I remember leaving that theater and it was like, Oh, that was exciting. And all I wanted to do was get in the car and drive fast and fucking race. And like, and then too fast, too furious came out and it was a similar story. I think I actually like, I think I saw it two or three times in a row. Oh wow. Like me and my, it was like my buddy's birthday and we ended up going to Edmonton and staying at this hotel. That's like in a mall. It wasn't West Ed. No. Another one. They had a small, like three screen theater built in this mall and we would like, during the day go out skateboarding. And then at night his parents had to go like do stuff. We'd go see a movie Mm -hmm. and we didn't really, nothing was good that was playing. So like two or three nights in a row, we just (laughs) went and saw too fast, too furious over and over again. Same thing. I got that feeling. I'd walk out of that movie and I'd want to get into a car. I'd want to like grab gears and drive fast. And, and then same with Tokyo drift. I think after watching Tokyo drift, it's like all I wanted to do was get a drift car and start like drifting around corners. Like, it made me want to do what I saw in the movie like outside, right? Like it gave yep. me that like feeling of, I don't know, inspiration or excitement. Yep. And then just after Tokyo Drift, it just went to shit. And it's like, I have no desire. Like I didn't get those feelings anymore from watching those movies. Uh, yeah. Cause then they kind of turned into
1: like four is like a uh, heist movie, mm-hmm. right? And then five is like a revenge story. And then six is just another re- iced movie. And then yeah. it just starts to be like, okay, we're going to call Dom um, to fight these fucking terrorists.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have like the United States military behind us, but we need to do to drives cars.
1: Yeah. And it's like, they made the choice to just like go ridiculous, which like I'm all for, but I totally get the other side of it.
2: Yeah. And honestly, if it was that way from the beginning, I'd probably have different feelings. Right.
1: But it's just like, they made that distinction. Like, okay, we need to, take this franchise somewhere and make a
2: decision. And they were just like, fuck it. Let's go to space. Yeah. So this is, just I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch the new one, but I know I'm not really going to enjoy it. And long yeah. gone are the days where I felt inspired to mimic the movie in real life. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, just, like it's akin to like watching like a good like BMX or skateboarding mm-hmm. documentary. And like you finish watching it and you're like, I want to go out and skateboard. Yeah, like after like, sh- like the what's the fucking a prime example that the Lords of Dogtown and the Z Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. after watching that movie, all I wanted to do was get on a fucking skateboard and hit a fucking empty pool.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought like a short long board after I watched that movie.
2: Yeah, right. Like it <laughs> it, it, it it's something to be said about that kind of cinema experience where when you walk away from the cinema you're like the film that you saw you you still want to like carry on like it inspires you to do something else yeah those movies did it for me and now mm-hmm. they don't the, yeah the place where they're at now they don't inspire me to do anything other than sit there and go like how in the fuck are you dragging six cars behind you while holding on to a truck with a chain in your other hand yes like,
1: how did, how did Dominic would Toretto right the fuck off how did Dominic Toretto just catch a car on top of another car. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like where they went. Like, did you ever watch um Skyscraper with The Rock? No. no. Okay. Okay, so that's like a really awesome, like, just dumb action movie of like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's got to save his family from a skyscraper, and there's a bunch of bad guys. And cute generic action movie, and it's just ridiculous and stupid. And like, but it's it's an awesome action movie that if you can go in and just like shut your brain off and be like, I just want to watch it explode and action. It's great. And that's kind of what the Fast and the furious turned in for me is like, I'm just going to turn my brain off and sure. Yeah. Catch that car with your bare hands. Sure. Stomp this pavement and the fucking park cable split in half. Sure. Why not? That looks cool.
2: Yeah, maybe, I <laughs> but yeah, for, for some, I don't know. I, I feel like I find as I get older, like, I'm still into, like, just action movies, right? Like, I love the John Wick series. Yeah. But I also, again, I feel inspired. I finish a John Wick movie, and I'm like, man, that tactical training, like, the accuracy and stuff, like, it makes me want to go to a shooting range. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, like, the two different types of action movies. There's, like, the, I
1: guess kind of, like, purist action, where it's just like, hey, this is really well done, choreographed, kind of like your John Wicks or whatever, and then there's just, like... 90s action movies where it's just where it's like commando right mm-hmm. where it's just like Schwarzenegger holding two machine guns gunning down a chopper and you're just like this is stupid but i also kind of like it so and that might just be because i love those movies and that's probably why i like the fast and the furious movies it's because i love my dumb action
2: but and that thing is uh, there's still some dumb action that i like but there's yeah. just something and I, I swear it's it's only because i felt they were inspirational at the beginning and now they're not like i feel like if a movie is just an action movie from the fucking beginning right like the expendables right right like from the beginning they were just stupid action movies and i enjoyed them like they weren't top tier fucking movies by any stretch of the imagination yeah but they were action movies and from the beginning it was an action movie yeah and that i think that's where my biggest gripe like looking back and like thinking like, about why i don't like fast and furious anymore is the tone is be- shift like yeah. halfway through yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair
1: i can get behind that but yeah it, it, but it was i will say i'll end up it was kind of cool watching them in chronological order like all at once like i hadn't done that i don't think before so like just seeing like ending one and then hitting play on the next one for like four days straight mm-hmm. was like kind of interesting to see like how they bring people back and. It's just the progression of that. It's just like, like I think at the end of the week I was like looking back. I was like, wow. So from first from number one to eight, that's that's quite the change.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Fast and the Furious. And you also decided to rewatch all the Indiana Jones?
0: Yeah,
1: because they've uh, remastered them in 4K. Mm. So I wanted to check those out. And like, I mainly just wanted to talk about how like. The older films, like if they still have the negative film, then you can remaster it in like true 4K. And so it looks really good when they do these older movies. Like they look amazing, but here's what I hate about them all. They sound like shit. Because old audio tracks, for one, don't have subs. So like your sub basically doesn't turn on, which that's a big part of modern audio, right? But yeah, like it's the weird part is like Going back to those old movies, like, I'm watching them, I'm like, these look amazing in, like, 4K, but they sound like shit.
2: And I can see that, because I know once upon a time I went to go load up the first or the second Indiana Jones, and uh, it wasn't a 4K remaster, but I was able to, like, just be okay with the video quality. Yeah. But I did not care for the sound i was like this sounds terrible
1: yeah and that's like the thing is like because as these 4k rips come back i'm like oh yeah i'll watch back to the future again and it's like they look amazing but it's like the sound system that i spent a bunch of money on during the quarantine is like barely getting used during these movies and i'm like come on just add some modern audio to it yeah kind of my gripe like
2: (laughs) we have ai technology that should be a way to fucking fix that up. Cause like the other yeah, problem I mean, that I really have when I, is when I watch some of these movies and I've honestly had it happen to like not super old ones is I go to watch it. And when they speak, like the, the dialogue is like super quiet. So I find yeah. myself turning up the volume and then the explosions and shit are over the fucking top. So I got to turn it down. But then yeah. the people start talking again. I got to turn it up. And it's literally the entire movie, I have the remote control in my hand because yep. I'm constantly adjusting the fucking audio to be able to hear and to be able to not go deaf. Yep, pretty much. So, yeah,
1: it's like, because it before these came out, like I saw the news article and I was like, oh, I'm so down to to check these out. And they were like, yeah, they're, they're like redoing the negatives. I was like, perfect. That means it's like true 4K. And then they were like, we're also like doing some stuff with the Dolby folks to like remix the audio. And I was like, Ooh, are we actually going to get like some modern audio? And then I watched the first one and the second one last night and was like, Nope. Like these movies are still amazing and they look amazing, but they still sound like shit. Good to know. So it's like, if you're listening and you're going to remaster the old franchises that I love, do some audio work. God damn it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah you finally uh, checked out for All Mankind? I did. And?
2: Are you as hot on it as I am? Love and hate. Oh, okay. So, starting with the first season... Okay. And pre-spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, because yes. I be going over a lot of shit. Yep. Okay. They had a... To me, it was a weird fucking pattern. So, the first episode, it was yep. captivating, it was <laughs> intriguing, it drew me in, and the second episode... It was drawn out. It was long. It was dull. It was boring. I was like, okay, it started off good, but now I'm like, I'm fucking bored and I don't care about it It felt like a lot of filler and a lot of shit I didn't care about. Then we get to the third episode again, back to intriguing. I'm, I'm into it. And then we get to the fourth and then it's back to fucking long form and boring. And it just alternated. It would be an episode where I'm like, yes, I'm into this. I want to know what happens. Then it would go to the next episode where it would be boring. Not a lot would happen. And I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? And it did that for the entire first season. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth where I'm into it. I don't care. I'm into it. I don't care. And it, it left me with a mixed feeling as far as the first season goes. And I think like
1: for me, at least like if you like those like kind of middle episodes where the filler is like if you're into that like those storylines like I was. So like, I was like hot on those episodes. Like for me, like there wasn't a back and forth, but I could totally see like, were there, were there structures? Like, Hey, kind of plot point episode character background or filler episode. And then, okay. Main plot episode. Like I could see only being into the main plot episode. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Like some of the background character shit, I just didn't care for. There were other aspects that I did. Like, there were, like, not all of them were bad, but it yeah. had this, the, throughout the entire first season, it was just push-pull, push-pull, hot-cold, hot-cold, I'm into it, I don't care, I'm into it, I don't care, and I don't know, it was, in a way, kind of exhausting. Okay. The second season was, <laughs> well, like... Hold
1: on, what did you think of this? the first season finale? Because I love that finale. I thought that was okay. crazy good. So, the first season finale was... Or He's on the Moon they're trying to land to go pick him up. And at the same time, he had gotten news on the moon that his son the had sun died. died. Right. And then they're doing, they're like floating the ships above the planet. as the Russian helps him take off to save his friends. And they're like trying to like catch each other's ship like mid orbit. Yes. That I found that finale was like, I was like tense on the edge of my seat during that. I was like, shit, this is
0: awesome.
2: Yeah. So I, I did enjoy that. I did yeah. have a few fucking gripes. Like, Leaving your goddamn command center on the moon, unmanned by a Russian, like you know, like Yeah, which yeah, leads he into the second the, season. Yeah, like but I mean like yeah fucking know. Yeah. You fucking know. Yeah, you know. I um, also like I've never lost a son, so like I can't really know how one would react, but I found it out of character for him. Like throughout the entire first season. He's very like, these are the rules. These are what we need to do. I have moral character. I have an obligation to do the right thing. And even when the times get tough, I still have to do the right thing. And then like, yeah, granted his son passed. But then all of a sudden he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. He just lays in the fucking bed all day. He ignores all of NASA's messages. Which I just, I can understand how someone would react that way. But it felt out of character for him based on how they built that character up. Yeah. Yeah, because
1: they built him up as like kind of a military straight shooter guy.
2: Yes. So like a military straight shooter guy would be like, yes, this sucks. My son is dead and I need to fucking grieve. But they wouldn't just completely shut the fuck down, which (laughs) he did, which just that felt really out of character for me. That's fair. Which like, again, it wasn't the end of the world, but it, it was a little bit fucking weird that's fair also the whole like weird relationship between his wife and the astronaut molly's husband where like she's super against him because she finds out that he smokes pot and then oh right he paints his that's fucking right. dreams and like that whole thing just <laughs> that's seemed, right, yeah. it was mildly like it wasn't very interesting yeah i mean. didn't i didn't find that subplot all that interesting either
0: no it was but- like
2: nah and then I, I i will say though like in the whole first season my probably my favorite fucking scene was when uh gordo loses his mind oh yeah yeah and they he like wakes them all up in the middle of the night because they can't watch the fucking right. ed, ed sullivan show or whatever the fuck it was because <laughs> it's and they like man. they reenact it yeah and they do the fake ha 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 like they do the audience yeah. laugh for it like that that scene was like it was perfect yeah yeah i like, it was phenomenal the first season all around like i i thought was a mix of like it was good and interesting captivating Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was kind of slow and dull and boring yeah it was and then going into the second season where like it shoots forward however many years yeah it's like 20 years or something i don't like what they did with gordo's wife her character oh where she buys the bar or whatever nope that's uh oh uh the main character's wife she's now like a main person on the moon or something no she all of a sudden is uh like a hollywood girl oh she's going on the fucking talk shows all the time and like she don't give a shit about like it just seems like oh i don't like in the first season she's like i want to do this and i want to you know this gives me purpose and it's what i've always wanted to do and she's very driven about it and then you get to the second season and she's like, Oh, well, I'm a fucking celebrity now. I'm going on talk shows and like I don't give a fuck about actually doing any and I like it was nice and I'm to married see when, to this
1: rich billionaire.
2: Yeah. So it was nice when she finally gets to the moon and like the first little bit she's on the moon, she's doing talk shows and she's doing like radio commercials and shit. And then <laughs> yeah. finally the commander's like, Yeah, this all fucking ends. Like, yeah. You're not a celebrity up here. You came up here to do a fucking job. Do it. You're a fucking NASA astronaut, so like this ends like put the fucking work in and it was it yep. was nice to see that it was yep. really nice to see Gordo his transformation yeah to try and get his shit back together mm-hmm ah the that was fine but what really bothered me was fucking Baldwin's wife the one who bought the bar oh the that, the affair that, stuff yeah yeah fucking, that stuff was terrible yeah i didn't like that and i could see it coming pretty early on based on the way like the kid was looking at her and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but fuck none of that sat right with me at all i didn't like that stuff either this is i don't like i don't care what kind of fucking mental state that this woman is in she literally raised this kid as her own fucking son For years while his mother was doing moon missions and his dad was doing fucking aircraft shit, right? Like in that whole fucking first season, it shows her raising her son and Gordo's fucking son, right? Like that is by all accounts her son, like maybe not biologically, but it's her son. And then to have that weird fucking affair with him, it didn't sit right with me at all. Because like I just can't imagine any scenario where you literally watch someone grow a baby into a fucking full grown adult where you babysit them you feed them you bathe them like by all accounts that's her fucking second son I mean cue the Pornhub music and, it's yeah, like- and, and now they're now they're hooking up and that was just super yeah. fucking weird to me I didn't like it one bit I didn't like how she went with it I didn't like how she could be into the whole idea at all like that it really really fucking bothered me yeah I didn't care for that subplot either probably bothered me more than it should have but i don't know it was like this is just it's wrong on so many levels <laughs> yeah. and it's wrong that you're into it yeah
0: yeah that's fair
2: yeah it like i didn't i won't say it ruined the second season but it really irritated the shit out of me okay yeah i really like toward the second season like it kind of ramped up the moon stuff
1: where it's like hey some shit is actually happening we're gonna give these fucking guys guns Mm-hmm. That that part was fucking crazy. Good, like when fucking they accidentally shoot that Russian guy. Yeah, and then the fucking Russians
2: take over the fucking base and like, yeah, that that part I thought was fucking awesome. Yeah, I I didn't necessarily like the part where they fucking run out to reset the nuclear shit where Gordo and his former oh, wife do right. that. Like, I don't know enough about fucking space, but I find it hard to believe that you could just do that yeah hold your skin together with duct tape and even make it as far as they did and they make it like they obviously made it back in but then they fucking still died yeah but like i don't know i I, like i said i don't know enough about space but i find it hard to believe that you would even get five seconds outside with no like with no gravity and like that amount of pressure like even if you covered every part of your body with duct tape and put on a fucking gas mask I don't think that you could make it 20 seconds. Probably
1: not. That's probably one of those things where they're just like, we need to loosely maybe toss some sciencey words at this to make it sound like it could work. But
2: Okay. Well, here's my other theory, right? Is they ran all the way outside to do this, to reset because the nuclear thing was going to have a meltdown. It was going to fucking blow up. So I get that, you know, they needed to fix this and she's like, well, you can't do it by yourself. This is a two man job. And they planned this all out because they didn't have spacesuits. Mm-hmm. Well, literally in the room next to them were astronauts who had spacesuits. It was those. It was the fucking shot up. The guy who got shot from the Russian team, as well as the three Marines were all literally on the other side of a door. And it wasn't pressurized. It was depressurized. Oh, I thought like how they wrote that was like they can't open the door because it's not pressurized or something. Right, but they're going outside. So why couldn't they just depressure the fucking room they're oh. in with their duct tape suits on, open the door, get those guys to come in, close it back up, repressurize the room, borrow the fucking legit spacesuits, and then run outside and do this.
1: I don't know enough about space to like say if that's a viable thing or not. But that sounds like sure, yeah.
2: No, but that's my theory, is like yeah. they said they they couldn't open the door because the pressure right because they would die but they yeah. go outside with yeah. no pressure and die fair enough so why wouldn't they just de-pressure Open, yeah. and okay. get those guys in there re yeah, up the room and then borrow the suits yeah. like obviously that doesn't make for a compelling moment where they yeah. die in each other's arms saving the fucking moon yeah,
1: which is why they didn't do it probably
2: <laughs> which is exactly why they didn't do it but yeah. like that was something that they could have done right depressurize keep your duct tape on it would only be like five seconds for them to come into the room and shut the door sure yeah. you're gonna do less damage and now you got a suit you can actually run outside with everyone would have lived yeah fair enough fair enough anyway though (laughs) i i'm into it and i don't remember if like i know that what's her name told uh commander baldwin or whatever right before he fucking left that she had an affair yeah which that's totally not the right time to fucking tell someone that (laughs) no not even a little bit but did she she i don't think she did she didn't say that it was their dead son's former best friend right i don't think so no because boy oh boy do i ever want to see the aftermath where he finds out that it's this fucking kid
1: yeah yeah i can no i don't think she did because uh he was yelling like who was it and then he and then it was like oh shit i've actually got to go into space right
2: now so Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course that like very ending where you see fucking mars and there's feet on mars it like fast forwards 10 years but you don't know who it is boots are yeah. on mars yeah i think and that's I, oh, go ahead. i also struggled with the ending in terms of like we're gonna dock our russian and american spacecrafts together anyway right like we're in these high tensions we're gonna do it anyway and that was like oh shit that looks so good on tv okay i'm gonna pull my guys out of fucking invading your military moon base well that was like
1: i was down with that because that was like the pilots of
2: those ships just saying
1: like get fucked we're doing this because we were, we've been planning this for months and we're not yes.
2: just gonna say fuck it i'm, I'm okay with that yeah. logic i'm okay yeah. with that logic i'm not okay with the logic that they did it anyway and just watching the americans and the right. fucking. Right. The all right, all of a sudden brought yeah.
1: peace, yeah.
2: Yeah, all of a sudden the president of Russia goes, oh shit, We're friends that inspired now. me, yes. <laughs> Call it all off. We're not going yeah. into a nuclear war. I yeah. just... Yeah. High five, that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was...
1: Which, like, I wonder if... I'm curious where they're going to take, like, the third season, like, I wonder if they're going to introduce, like, a different nation. Like, maybe this turns into, like, America, Russia versus China or something.
0: I don't know.
2: I don't know either because the other thing that left me with questions was the uh, head of the space program. It looked like he was building a legit relationship with Margot, and then at the very end of the episode he calls her and was like, I would like you to come to this conference. I'd like to see you again kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. it's like a pseudo asking her on a date. Then he hangs up the phone and all the Russian commanders are there. So like Mm -hmm. obviously sketchy shit's going on. So I'm curious to see what that's going to entail. But I'm also curious to see, like, is he really just that good of an actor that he fooled her into thinking that he legit cares and he's actually doing this? Or does he actually care? Yeah. Or does he actually care? Right. Because he Mm. kind of got the feeling when he hung up the phone and the Russian commanders are there. It kind of looked like he was kind of uncomfortable and not happy with what he just had to do on the phone. Yeah. And I think I I bet they're going to play into that part where it's like
1: he actually does care for her. Mm-hmm. Which I, uh, which I hope so because like I actually quite liked that whole subplot. I thought that was actually well done. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. And that's my thought. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it so far and I'm looking forward to the third season. Yeah, me too. I, I think I like it just cause
1: it's like kind of a grounded space show almost like that's kind of what I like
2: about it. Yeah. My only qualms is like, it seems to pull, like I liked how they pulled tapes From like the JFK and the Nixon era. Right. And it made it seem like, you know, this is the past if things would have gone just a little bit differently, but use real life footage and real life conversations. And in some cases, real life incidents that have actually happened and just kind of re-sculpt the fucking, you know, the timeline of how things play out. And I like how they do it realistically in terms of like, oh, well, this rocket can do this and this is something we have to be concerned of. But then at some points they just go totally off key. Like it kind of bothers me when you're like, oh, we're going to do this show and we're going to ground it in, you know, like realism in the sense of like how physics and all that shit works, but only when it's convenient, all of a sudden we need to do something. So we're just going to throw out all of the the grounded realism that we follow so that we can do this one fucking stupid thing for the sake of the show and then go back to grounding it in realism. Right. 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 Yeah. It's that fine line of like, we want to be real, but we also want to be
1: tense, so we're going to band it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can see that.
2: And it's fine if they sneak it in and it's not really noticeable, but when it's overtly noticeable, that's where it kind of. Like when kinda... two
1: people wrap duct tape.
2: Yeah. Yeah. On themselves and run out into the, into the moon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair.
2: But yeah, other than that, I'm into it, and I'm looking forward to the next season. Yeah. Me too. I. I really, really like that show, so I'm. I want more of it. So yeah, and that's uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. All right, well then I guess we'll uh, leave on that note and catch you on the next one.
1: Yeah, and if you have any questions, as always, shoot us an email at
0: tuning through the static at gmail dot com. And that's all I got. All right, later. Later.